2: This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Manscaped.com promo code Ham and SeatGeek promo code Ham and Ease.com promo code Ham and BoxOfAwesome.com promo code Ham. Now to the segment. You texted me. It's like who other than Eagles fans are not rooting for Eli right now with Peyton there and everybody there. Like how excited he got after touchdown pass. Oh, the first touchdown, then the second one was badass. Right before halftime, dude was so wide open. And I was rooting for him. At the same time, I was like, I don't want to see the Eagles eliminate. I kind of want the Eagles to still be just a thing, because that's fun. Well, I can tell even
0: like, do you notice Richard Sherman tweeted last night? Like, everyone's sleeping on Eli. And then they read the tweet as they were going to halftime. And you just realize you're kind of getting caught up in the moment of like, you know, this guy deserves a little more respect. Two-time Super Bowl winner, all-time great, classiest human going. His brother, one of the most famous guys in league history, sitting there like, just didn't, right? I mean, the guy flew to fucking Philly for the game. It was a pretty
2: big family moment for them, right? Also, are we going to look back in 10 years and Danny Dimes is an eight time Pro Bowler, or are we going to look back in 10 years and, and Eli's career ended like this because some guy who is on the Jags now needed to start for Dave Gettle as a backup?
0: D- Danny Dimes, that is. Like, never starts right. Again. Right.
2: Right. Like, which, like, because if Danny Dimes, if Danny is, a, Dimes is not as good bowler. as him right now, right? If he's the quarterback of the future, then okay, this whole year, fine. That's the way it had to end for Eli. But if he's not, and we're just like, now, Eli wasn't good last year. but Or even the second half of last night.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it was like, the first half was awesome, and then they kind of made some halftime adjustments. You're like, they're going three and out every single drive. And he's yeah, flailing. four quarters <laughs> is a long time. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, two, you know, one half quarterback. <laughs> well, every time I'd look let's up. Not, like, let's not me- act like he threw five touchdowns. You know, he threw two No, like there the was first a few- 12
2: minutes. You know what happened a lot in the second half is you'd be like, Eagles have the ball. would be like, third and long. I'm like, oh, okay, good. Eli's going to get the ball next. And I'd like look away from the TV, and then the Eagles will have punted, Giants will have gotten it, punted, and the Eagles have the ball again. It'd be like 45 seconds off the game clock. I'm like, God, did the, did
3: the
0: Giants touch the football? <laughs> the best moment of the night went viral, they run the flea flicker, and he gets destroyed, and he flips it to Saquon, and it doesn't work. But yeah, then as Booger's no describing it, he goes – I can't believe they ran a flea flicker. None of the DBs bite. And they're showing the angle. All four DBs come flying up to the line of scrimmage. Guy, the flea flicker would have been a walk-in touchdown. I mean, it would have been the easiest touchdown back. ever had. he just he didn't have time had. to throw. No, he got, yeah, the like, solder got destroyed. But it was like but Booger, everybody <laughs> Booger was like, I can't believe Schirmer called this. And Warren Sharp tweeted out, every DB guy, they didn't just bite, they sprinted to the fucking line and you could tell Eli saw it but then he was just fucked Saquon God he's is he gonna waste away there because he is pretty talented yeah. that was yeah it was yeah. cool Eli moment Choja, one thing I've learned is you gotta be I, I, bear, I don't do this anymore make definitive statements in first halves of just football games it, definitely NFL games in any college game where the talents equal because you consistently see a lot of shit change in the second half You know, like Alabama, Auburn, just any. Like I, I wasn't, like, is Utah gonna show up? But I wasn't just gonna bury. Like Utah's gonna get rolled because they. All of a sudden, you see when you Ohio
2: State's toast.
0: Yeah, one. I was not touching that.
2: Yeah, no way. (laughs) You
0: know, Uh, and you just see these NFL games. Unless the game's like thirty to nothing at half, but if it's like fourteen to three, you're a pick six away from being you know a close game.
2: I will say this like even the the Niner game I didn't we were talking about the play they hit right after it was a two-score deficit. I felt pretty good about. It. Like I I felt okay about them. Like I didn't think that game was going to get away from them at least at that point. Well, time, when it was 20
3: felt, to
0: 7, and you're like, "Uh, oh, they go three and out here, it could
2: Yeah. He just I, never I, allowed I, it to though. Yeah, I just fe- I felt okay about them because their first drive had looked so good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: I didn't know that was coming, though.
2: No, that it was. It was really phenomenal. It was such a ballsy play, so aggressive. Like you tweeted, it was just he's just so aggressive. Uh, Lane,
0: I found myself on Monday Night Football during the first half. I just Kiffin. I couldn't listen to those guys, so I watched this press conference. He is a new human. Like he he sounds much more mature. I don't know if I asked you on the podcast or off it, whether you were buying it. I and listen, I I try to he, hang my hat on, on not being naive at all. I just think just you just kind of put yourself in his situations. Maybe it's a little fraught, fake, right? I do think there's some validity in, like, he's telling the truth about how he's grown as a person at FAU. You just... We talked about this when Chip got fired and then immediately hired again. And he's just... And then, boom, a year off, boom, hired again at UCLA. Like, you don't get created humility if you never have to go work at Cal Poly, right? I mean, FAU ain't Cal Poly, but in the football world from where Lane was used to, that was a pretty humbling experience. Now if you're if you're like Middlecoff, you gotta get humbled. Well can I make one and a half million dollars a year to get humbled? Like he's his life still is pretty awesome. But from where he was coming from, Pete Carroll, SC, Tennessee, yeah uh right hand guy to coaching at FAU.
2: I think at minimum he understood if I'm gonna get a big job again, right? I do have to be a little easier to consume for a big-time AD.
0: Doesn't it speak, to to his credit? Maybe just he's grown that he won big when he got there. Like, they had won three games a year before, and he won 10 that first year. And then last year, he had a rough year. This year, 11 wins. Like, it's kind of like, you know, it wasn't just a flash in the pan. He took some transfers. Somebody else's player, Yeah, it's like, God damn, that was... You might take a step back and go, this might be the most impressive year of Lane's career. Three years in at
2: FAU, 11 wins. He's got, what, three young kids, right? Yeah. Maybe that contributes to it.
0: Just kind of growing in life.
2: I Yeah, I did have somebody. You see the kid chanting
0: SEC? Uh, the son? Yeah, the son. Yeah. <laughs> Is that his ex-wife just kind of pals around with him still? I didn't see that. Well, I mean, she was the one when he was doing SEC, she filmed it. She's like, your dad's going to Ole Miss. Oh, but I was like, is yeah, that his girlfriend? Probably.
2: It's got to be his ex-wife. his wife. yeah. Knox. That's the kid's name. <laughs> yeah. Knox, well, I th- Knox. Did you see
0: he, he, twe- he tweeted like, hey, listen, he was born there. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: I did have somebody that's like That's a pretty sweet name, him. isn't it? It is a good name. <laughs> that's that's a good unique K-N-O-X. Yeah. It's a good name. Uh, I had like a pretty big time college football person who understands it. I was talking to him today. He said, I think it's a great fit because Ole Miss, Ole Miss has a huge chip on its shoulder. And Ole Miss fans have a big chip on their shoulder. Like, they don't understand why they don't get treated like Alabama. Yeah. He's like, and Lane, and the beauty is Lane will treat them like they're Alabama. Like, and they're going to love Lane because Lane's going to treat them like they're all a big deal. You know the
0: State of the Union, how, like, every decent point you make, every paragraph, they stand up and clap?
2: Or at least, like, the people in your party? Yeah. Yeah,
0: and then you just say a couple things, like... The troops! Yeah, I'm, yeah the troops are... Democracy. My special guest who's battling disease. Yeah. yeah. Lane, the, the first, there are two press conferences. One where he gets up on the dais solo, not even a dais, but one of the things that are like tall, you know, like up to someone's chest with a mm-hmm. mic before he got Podium. to the dais, solo. So he's standing there in front of what looks like to be the basketball arena, which is half full. And every other line he'd be like, I believe Ole Miss is a place we can win championships. <laughs> applause. I believe that we can raise great young men. Applause. I believe that I I have been mentored by the best in the business, Nick Saban, and I plan on bringing all that here. Appla- you know, it's just this guy's kind of knows what he's dealing with. Slash, this fucking place is pretty nuts, guy.
2: <laughs> that place yeah. is nuts. I did. You know, I was because Mike Norvell got hired at Florida State, and I heard one of the it doesn't feel State like it reporters. doesn't feel like they're as nuts as Ole Miss. No, but I did hear one of the Florida, somebody asked one of the Florida State reporters, like, why did it go so bad for Willie so fast? And the guy was like, well, I think one of the issues was, because in other words, like, it's a bad situation. We got to be patient with Mike Norvell. It's like, okay, but Willie just got like, it's not even snowballing fast. Yeah. Nobody was patient with him. What was the difference? Like, what the hell? And one thing the guy said, he's like, I don't think Willie realized, like, Willie came in talking about how they're going to win. Like, we're ready to win. He's like, and it was a disaster. Like, the last recruiting class that, they got left was bad. They had to like do these short-term fixes. You're saying he or, like set the, the expectations long-term.
0: too high day one.
2: Yeah, that was this guy's point. Was like they set the expectations too high, which is like to me, okay, but it's kind of bullshit. It's like, all right, so if the guy didn't realize how bad your job was when he took it, now he gets punished for that. But I don't know. I feel like Lane's good. In it. Like I think Lane will. I think they'll compete.
0: Well, the other thing so he, whatever, the other thing he could drop and this is why he probably makes more sense in the SEC than a lot of other conferences, is he's saying these names. He dropped a couple things. He's like, there are six former Saban assistants that are head coaches in the SEC. I've worked with all of them. Every, wow. Everyone's like, whoa. Or whatever the number was, right? And he's like, and a lot of those assistants now are also at different programs. I think of all the guys so i are, worked with in three. As head coaches? Well, he's got Pruitt. He's got Kirby. Kirby. He's got Nick. Yeah, he, he didn't say six. But he said there were countless SEC head coaches that I've worked with that will be playing. And then he just started dropping names. Like, when I go into a kid's living room, I'm going to say, if you're a wide receiver, I think you're in the next Amari Cooper. Or I think you're the next Derrick Henry. And he just said some of these names. You're like, I coach them. Because he right. goes, a lot of people... Not in the
2: national championship game, because Nick wouldn't let me. but <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Well, the third year, but the first couple I got to. But that year... <laughs> There was also this rumor that I was taking down his daughter. That is not true. Remember that rumor that took off? There have been some crazy shit with Lane. But he just He was at a three-year run where I think Alabama won two championships and you know some of the best players in the NFL are just like. I was around haha ha Clinton Dix. I got you just drop names that all these guys in the South are gonna know. He's got that going for him to kind of ride the momentum, I think that really helps. Cause his point was. You know, a lot of guys get hired. Like, even Mike Norvell will talk about, like, what we did at Memphis. But he's at Florida State now. It's like, no one gives a fuck about Memphis. Like, right. n- like he, Lane's like, I don't really have to talk about what I did at FAU. I talk about what I did at Alabama. And that's, that's a differentiating factor for me here. And it's like, yeah, he's kind of right. Because no one cares what you did at FAU, right? When you're recruiting SEC kids. They just don't.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward.